0: Welcome to Nest Church and thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope this word blesses you today. For more information, visit nestchurch.com. We hope to see you soon. And remember, You are Praise God, what a beautiful day this is. We got to see babies get dedicated baby get dedicated. Uh, I don't know, was that like a, a prophetic word there? Babies? What, what's going on here? All right, so a baby get dedicated celeste. I don't know what happened here. Are we, who are we, what are we doing here? Uh, well, I know we know Charlene's um, upcoming and, and all that stuff, but um, but what a, what a beautiful um, moment. I think um, at the end, right? There's some, some goodies. Yeah. Okay, good. So there's some goodies when we leave uh, service today. there's some goodies out there. Get yourself a drink. Get yourself some goodies and celebrate with the family as we just thank the Lord for what He's doing. Um, for about more than a month here at our church. First off, thank you guys for being here today. Um, uh, I'm not going to get into that, but thank you guys for being here today. It's just that I'm seeing, like I saw a dolphin hat over there. I see a dolphin shirt over here, but I don't want to talk about sports today. I just want to talk about the kingdom of heaven. But, um, but um, what I'm trying to say is um, thank you guys for being here. Uh, if you're a guest, we just welcome you. We, we pray that the Lord just speaks to your... Um, to your heart today, I hope he already has started speaking to your heart, and uh, for over a month we've been discussing this, we're on this theme, we're on this conversation of like harvest, you know, it's very easy to pray for a harvest, and we want to see like harvest in our family, harvest, and, and in the sense is having children, right, that's a harvest, there's growth, harvest all over, but, but we don't recognize like, hey, for harvest, there's a lot of hard work that plays into this. Because if we're going to speak of a harvest, I want you to put your farmer's cap on. If you, do, if you have no uh, knowledge of farming, just pretend you do and put on your farmer cap. But there's a lot that goes into it. Are you planting the right seeds for the harvest? Are you planting in the right soil for the harvest? Are you watering correctly for the harvest? <laughs> hey, when the fruit starts to show, that's a later message, next week. Um, do you know how to reap the harvest? Because do you know what happens with harvest? When the crops begin to grow? If you don't go ahead and, and, and reap the harvest qu- quickly in its right time, you know what happens? The enemy comes in, and he begins to destroy the harvest. That's next week, though. Let's say the enemy doesn't come in. You know what happens when the harvest, when it just stays there? it begins to spoil. So it needs, the gardener needs to come and collect the harvest to make sure that we could receive from that fruit and that it could, the fruitfulness of it could take notice and, and, and have growth. So, so we'll, we'll discuss that next week. But today I want to continue with a question, and my question to you is this. It's how's the soil doing? During worship, we felt obviously that the Lord was already doing a work there with soil, with the heart of each one of us. But I want to kind of get now into scripture, into the text. And, and maybe you did come up for prayer. Maybe you didn't, but you felt a certain way. I pray that the word of God in itself would, would give you this reminder. You know, last week we shared a message and we talked about seeds. And, and, I, and I thought about a scripture that I didn't mention last week. And I said, no, I wanted to mention it. If you've ever preached the word of God, you've probably gone through this. Oh, man, I should have mentioned this. or oh, I forgot to mention it. But I want to share and I want to open up with this verse it's actually found in first peter chapter one listen to these words and watch what he says in first peter chapter one verse 22 it'll be up on the screen as well He, he writes this he says having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love love one another earnestly from a pure heart i mean there's so much that we could say in that verse how are we to love one another? Love one another earnestly. Let it be genuine. Let it be true with a pure heart, not with um, hidden agendas behind. You know, not it, that, 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 that truly there's a sincere brotherhood and brotherly love between the church, between brothers and sisters. But look what he says in verse 23. He says this, he says, since you have been born again, I don't know if any, if I I, I don't have the numbers, but I'm sure that there's a majority of you guys, maybe there's someone here that doesn't know what this phrase means. Born again is a moment where you accept Jesus into your heart, and the Bible says that you are now a new creation, right? The old man is gone. You now are a new person. It doesn't mean like the great Nicodemus asked, am I supposed to go back into my mother's womb and be born again as an old man? Jesus says, no, it's born in the spirit. There's something different now. And that's what Peter says. He, says. he says, since you've been born again, and I'm sure there's a great majority in here that can say, I've been born again, right? For those that have not been born again, and you have not repented of your sin, and accepted Jesus into your heart, may today be the day that you are born again. That you would receive salvation. But look what he says. Since you have been born again, not of, and I love what he says next. He says, not of perishable seed. But look what he says. Not of perishable seed, but of imperishable. Very, very important scripture there. Not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and the abiding word of God. And then he says, he uses this beautiful, beautiful grammar um, here that I, I think it's so amazing. He says, for all flesh is like grass. So here we are, flesh and bones, and we are all like grass. And all its glory is like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls. But look what he says next. But the word of the Lord remains forever. I want you to see this because this is so important because he is really bringing a distinction between things that are perishable and things that are imperishable and what he's saying is everything that is carnal everything we work hard for the things of the flesh the things that are external all these things they're born from a perishable seed you know you work so hard and you put a down on the payment on the house and you finally get your house and you move in your whole family and you make that your home and maybe you buy your car that you wanted and you get the car and you drive it into your driveway and you do all these beautiful things, but all of that stuff is perishable seed. None of it goes to eternity with us. But there's something that is imperishable. There's something that is never taken away from you. Your house will be taken away at some point. You can't take it to eternity with you once you go into the grave. None of that. But there is an imperishable seed, Peter says, and then he breaks it down, and it's the word of God that has landed in your heart. It will never go away. It's everlasting it's forever how many of you have the imperishable seed in you it's forever it's everlasting we're reminded we're reminded through the text that before God's word entered our hearts our our lives we were all perishing how about you I was I was perishing and that's what this scripture is telling me I was perishing but now that the Word of God has been conceived In me, in us, if it's happened in you, what happens now? It gives birth. We just saw it. We see it. We hear it. Look, listen closely. You hear the kids? It gives birth. Seeds, we see the fruit of it. Some of your seeds are in the back rooms. Praise God for our teachers that take care of them, huh? So grateful for them. You're here listening to the message. They're there listening to your kids' voices. You ever thought about that? Go and give them a hug say, thank you for taking care of my kid today. I don't mean a lot to them. But we were all perishing, perishing before that seed entered. But the word of God now gives birth. It gives fruit, fruit of everlasting life, scripture says. And we've been born again, as Peter writes, not of perishable seed, but imperishable. Man, praise God for this text. Perishable seed, all flesh is like grass, it withers, it dies, and like the flower. But imperishable seed, the word of the Lord remains forever. The word of God is his seed. Everyone say, the word of God, the word of God. Is, the is the seed. It lands in our hearts, you don't have to say this. And as it lands in the heart, it begins to sanctify, it begins to work eternity in us. And the word of God, when it lands in us, it should be landed on good soil, Why good soil? So that it could produce eternal results. Eternal results. I don't want good things to land in my heart and just produce um, temporary results, earthly results. You know why? All of it fades away and dies and gets burned up. I want what's in me to bear fruit in eternity. And if it wants to bear some fruit here on earth, why not? I'll take the blessing too. Amen. Amen. But Lord, eternity is our focus. Eternity is our aim. So if you want to grow even on this side of eternity, that seed, that seed must land on what we would call today fertile soil and good soil. Everyone say good soil. Good. Soil. good. What's good soil? What's good soil? A true heart, a genuine heart, a trustworthy heart. A faithful heart, would you say that's good soil? One who speaks well of others, not bad of others? One who lifts up, not brings down. One who encourages, not discourages. One who is full of faith, not one who is filled with our faith. So, so, you know, what's a good heart to you? What is that? What's good soil? What is it? How do you define good soil? Hey, can I ask you a question? I'm going to ask you a lot today. Here it is. How's your soil? Good? Good? Is it good the word of god lands but does it land on good soil soil is important soil is vital for the seed remember the seed last week if you were here last week man you were i hope you were blessed by the seed if i'm doing this you guys have no idea you have to go to youtube and hear the message i don't have time to go into that sorry you missed it you got to come every sunday That's, that's That seed, it's got to land on good soil. It's important. It's important. It's important for the potential of that seed, for the life that's in that seed. And listen, you could have a great seed. Remember the seed last week? You could have a great seed, a potential seed, but in bad soil, it will not bring forth any good. No good results. No growth. No harvest None of that. It will remain lifeless in the ground. It will, be, it will remain lifeless in the soil. All it was was you put a lot of work out there and nothing happened with that seed. And you're like, what happened to my seed? An avocado tree should have at least burst out of the ground already. And you're like, you planted the avocado tree in bad soil. It's not going to happen. Ain't happening. So I want you to answer this question. Have I received the word of God? Have I received the word of God? Has the seed entered my heart? Has that entered into your heart? Only you could answer that. And as you answer that, I want you to think about this. If it's it's entered your heart, have you grown because of it? Maybe you're here like, hey, the word of God has come into my life. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, um, for the people that are not churched, for the people that maybe are your, your, your guests today, Just enjoy this for a little while. I'm going to pick on my brothers and sisters for a little bit and on myself. Can I do that? I'll get back to you guys in a moment. But Christians, I'm talking to you now for a moment. If you're a Christian in this room, listen. Has the word of God entered your heart? How have you grown? How have you matured? How are you being sanctified? How is it that you could be 10 years saved but you're doing things 10 years prior from when you were saved still. The Word of God produces fruit. The Word of God brings growth. The Word of God brings a harvest. The Word of God, because of its potential, because of its life, if it's landed in a soil, it should, should be fruitful. But the question is, are you growing? Has it been fruitful? If the soil, everyone listen, everyone say soil. Yeah, if that soil is polluted, with what? What can it be polluted? What are you talking about, Pastor Rico? What's up with my soil? I don't know. The person sitting next to you may know a little bit more. I don't know. There's some soil in your heart that the person sitting next to you knows about. But then, come on, there's some soil in your heart that only you and God know about. Yeah? No? I'm the only one? Yeah. Only me and God know about some of that stuff. What's going on deep down in that soil, deep down in that ground? So I'm going to ask you some questions just so you can start thinking on your own. Here it is. There's like a teacher kind of thing inside of me. When I used to talk talk to the kids, you know, like, come on, think for yourselves. Here it is. Like, is my soil polluted? Is it full of jealousy? Is it full of bitterness? Is it full of selfishness? All kinds maybe of sin? I don't know. I can't come over here and break down every little thing that maybe is in our soil. That's something that I have to be honest with God on my own end. But what's up with your soil? The seed the seed is affected and won't show fruit if the soil is polluted. If there is a polluted soil, and you're like, Woof, I received the word of God today, this Sunday. Hopefully the dolphins win at 8 o'clock. All right, if you do all... Sorry, I wasn't going to talk about dolphins. Ah. No, that, that was weird. I had a... All right, let's get back. <laughs> the dolphins. But if, if, if the seed landed... And the soil is polluted. It's not going to show fruit. So what is the seed? We've already answered it. Pop quiz. The seed is the? The word of God. God. Thank you. So good to see you. The word of God. The word of God. Soil, we already get it, right? It represents the mind. The soil represents the attitude. The soil represents the hearts of those whom the word is sown. So you can blame Guys, seriously, because, like, I wish you could see this. As I'm speaking to you, like, first off, I prepared this message. First off, I prayed into it. First off, I had to study some of the scripture. And then I preached it maybe one time before coming over here. And then as I'm here today, it's like a big mirror that stands in front of me. And watch what I'm about to say. You can blame what's around you all you want. You've ever been there? I've been there, shoot, more than once. I've blamed everything and everyone around me. But not once would I put the blame on myself to say, am I the problem? God, the word of God is good. Am I the problem? You know what else I've done? I've blamed the seed. You could blame the very seed even as much as you want. Blame everything around you. Blame the seed that's landed in your heart. But until, I'm going to speak to myself because there's a big mirror in front of me. But until I don't come to the truth about myself and admit that the soil is not well. And it doesn't matter what kind of seed is sown. The soil needs some tending. The soil needs some attention. And I need to be honest with that. Anyone in here looking at the mirror with me and can say what's really the problem here? Does my soil need some attention? Does my soil need some work done so that the seed of God could produce much fruit? Come on, church. Here's the question of all questions today. How's your soil? Is it good? I see the thought bubbles. If only I could read them. I don't understand that language. But your thought bubbles are going up. Remember last week I said there's potential in the seed. There's life in the seed. There's purpose in the seed. Well, soil is important for the maturation of that seed. Remember I talked about those that have been with the Lord for 10 years. Five minutes ago I said, if you've been with the Lord 10 years, guess what's happened 10 years later. There should be have been maturation. There should be maturity. There should be growth in the life of a believer. There should be. Some of the things that you used to do, some of the things you used to, like now it irks you differently. Like, oh my God, why why have I changed so much? Like, because you're growing in the Lord. So now you don't speak like that. You don't get around the same groups anymore. Things are a little bit different now. Soil is important. Hey, check this out. Let's talk a little bit about soil. Soil helps anchor roots. You've ever felt like you've grown, but then like the roots have been cut off. You're like, gosh, every time I feel I'm at a seriously because I've seen this for many years now. Every time I get at a good place, woof, it gets cut under me, and I stop growing, and I fall to the ground. Anyone ever feel that way? Um, that's important. That's because the roots are not going deep into the soil. So I'm talking to you today, if that's you. I've been there, I know. I'm I'm talking talking not to you, I want to talk with you today. Soil is important. It provides anchoring to the roots. Soil provides life-sustaining water. It provides nutrients. Plants in poor soils, plants will struggle to grow. They won't grow in poor soil. Even if there's water and light that is available, But in contrast, plants in good soils will grow. They will grow to their fullest potential and they will experience fewer problems. Guess what they will experience fewer problems from? From insects and from all kinds of diseases. How come those plants don't get insects and diseases like the other plants? It's probably because they're planted in good soil that's what we need as Christians. Is the word of God doing a work in us? Is the word of God doing a work in my mind, in my attitude? Seriously. Guys, you've heard me say this here so many times. Sorry for being repetitive, but don't leave outside these doors. I love you too much not to say this to you straight up in your face. Ready? Don't leave outside these doors saying, well, this is the attitude that the Lord gave me. And this is who I am. You can't say that before the presence of God. Joker? Can't do that. You can't do that. Your attitude has been shaped by your past experiences, and your attitude has been shaped by your past hurts, and your attitude has been shaped by what people have told you, and your attitude has been shaped by what people have done to you. So you can't say that this is the attitude that I have, and this is how God made me. No. God wants to grab your heart, and God wants to grab your attitude, and he wants to transform it so that you could be made into his image and his likeness. We can't leave here and say, well, this is how God made me. No, he did not make you like that because God ain't in heaven giving everybody an attitude. And God's not in heaven telling everyone off. God is a good God and he wants you to be a good son and daughter. Change your attitude. Nobody likes it. My wife don't like my attitude, boy. She doesn't. And if I'm going to live with her for the rest of my life on this earth, and I want a good marriage, and I want me and her to last, and she don't like my attitude, I have but one choice. Change your attitude, Joker. Because it ain't going to last at home. Your wife is only going to deal with it for so long. And when she changes the locks on you, no, I swear I'm changing my attitude. That ain't God. Come on, are we going to be a growing, mature, harvesting church? Or are you going to stay stagnant and babyish and childish for the rest of our Christian years on earth? Whew. Let me smile again. Church, how's your soil? How's your soil? Is it good? Good? The word of God, is, is it doing a work in your mind? Is it doing a work in your attitude? James, thank you for being up there. Look at James. You guys notice that he's up there? Making sure you have the screens because nobody brings their Bibles anymore to church. What's going on with you guys? You saw Rudy back there talking in his Nicaraguan Spanish. Do you, under, do you understand the Nicaragua? Because you guys are from Peru. Yeah. And I, you know, I get it. Peru, Nicaragua, it's different. You know what I'm saying? Has he spoken about Cane Asa and all that stuff yet? Yeah, he does that sometimes. He starts saying Cane Asa and all those things. In it. Uh, yes. But we thank you, Rudy. We thank you, James. But just as much as he's doing and he's doing work out there, and as I'm preaching up here on a Sunday, we... All need to come, whoever you are, to grips, to understanding, to the truth of this question. Whatever we're doing, however we're at, how's your soil? How's my heart? Because I could preach a good preaching, make you clap maybe 10 times. Listen, any motivational speaker can do that. But that's not what we're doing here. This ain't to motivate anybody. We're not in the work of motivation. The kingdom of heaven is the work of transformation. So before we do all these things and we wonder and wow, how is my soil? Because what good is the gift if the soil is polluted? Amen? Man, I have so much scripture. I don't know. Maybe we'll do a part two. Chapter uh, 12 of Romans, we know it, very popular, especially, uh, it's a very popular verse, especially verses 1 and 2, but I'll just read it for, um, just so you could see what I mean. It says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, and then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and it's pleasing and perfect. Another translation says it this way. Do not, the translation I actually like to study from. It says, don't be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewal of your mind. So when I read Romans chapter 12, verse 2, I see what Paul is telling me here in this passage. Paul is saying, hey, Regal, that's my name, if there's anyone new here. I'm Regal. Regal? You're like, who's Regal? Me, Um, I want to change your mind. I want to do a work in your mind. I want to renew your mind. I want to transform the church. I want to tell them this and tell yourself this. I want to transform you to do what is good. I want you to transform you to do what is pleasing and acceptable and perfect. All of that as you learn to discern the will of God for your life. That's what Romans 12.2 is telling us. And that's the question of how is your soil? Is it good? Last week we, we read a scripture. And um, <clears throat> it was a scripture to remind us that the Lord is speaking to our soil. And this is what I'm going to do. Because I feel um, there's a lot that I want to say still. So I'm not going to get into all of it today. But I want to read it to you. Look at Mark chapter 4. I ended with last week with this verse. I was supposed to start with this verse today. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with this verse next Sunday. But I want to read it to you again to end it today. This is what happens to me. As the week goes, I know that I want to get into this text. But as the week goes, I write notes. As I'm, as, I'm, as I'm walking around, I'm writing notes on my phone. And when I sit down to prepare my message... I'm like, ah, I wanted to share on Mark 4, but there's still other things that I want to say. But I'm going to read it to you today. Here it is. Jesus began teaching by the lake shore, and a very large crowd soon gathered around him, and he got into a boat, and he sat in the boat while other people remained. I'm going to wrap this up and close, and I'm going to get into uh, the depth of this starting next week. We'll, we'll, We'll jump into this again. He taught them by telling them many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. And he said, listen, there was a farmer who went out to plant some seed. He scattered it across the field, the seeds, and some of the seeds fell on the footpath. One translation, we'll call it something differently. You'll see that in a little bit. It says and the birds came by the footpath where the seed was planted they ate it up and other seed fell on shallow soil on this underlying rock and the seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow but the plant soon wilted under the hot sun and since it didn't have deep roots it died and then there was the other seed that fell among thorns and it grew up and it choked out the tender plants and they produced no grain so far we talked about three seeds that were planted into three different soils and nothing good came out of it. But then there's a fourth. Everyone say soil. soil. Still there were other seeds. There were other seeds that, that fell on fertile soil. As Vanya comes up here and begins to play the keys and we close up, I want you to think about your Soil. How is your soil? It landed on good soil. And these seeds that landed on fertile soil, on good soil, they sprouted and they grew and they produced a crop. And the crop was 30 and 60 and even a 100 times as much as had been planted. Later when... Jesus was alone with the 12 disciples and with the others. They gathered around and they said, what does this parable mean, Jesus? What was it that you were saying? And he says, you're permitted to understand the secret of the kingdom of God, but I'll use parables for everything I say to the outsiders, for the others who do not get it. Look what he says. And Jesus says to them, if you can't understand the meaning of this parable, how will you understand all these other parables that I have for you? And he says this, the farmer farmer plants seeds by taking God's word. Next week, I'm going to break down verse by verse what everything in this means. But I want you to think about your soil for a moment. And the farmer plants God's word. And then it says, the seed that fell on the footpath, that represents those who hear the message. But then Satan comes. And he takes it all away at once. You've ever heard God do a miracle, do something in your life? But boom, immediately you forgot about Jesus. The enemy comes and takes it away. 16, the seed on the rocky soil, it represents those who hear the message. They hear it and immediately they receive it with joy. Woof, man, praise God. Church was good today. Thank you, pastor. You shared a great word. And you leave here on a Sunday. And this is not you, but this is for the individual that immediately receive it with joy. But since they didn't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems. As soon as they're persecuted for believing in God's word. Have you ever had problems before? <laughs> Has that made you drift away from God? That's a root problem. We'll talk about that next week. We've got to look at the soil. Come on, church, how's your soil? And the seed that fell among thorns... <laughs> <clears throat> it represents others who hear God's word. And too quickly, when they hear God's word, God does something beautiful in their hearts. The message is crowded, crowded by the worries of this life. You've ever had worries of this life? The lure of wealth, the desire for other things, and then no fruit is produced. This is the individual, and we'll get more into this. Is the individual that God is doing something, but then they get so distracted because everything outside of God is still, still so much, so much more pleasing to their eyes. And they get distracted quickly. And they turn to other things rather than staying rooted in Jesus, knowing that He will supply what you need. Church, how... Is your soil is it good but then there's seed that is has fallen on good grounds everyone say good soil oh Pastor Rico, I have good soil man Oof. your wife's next to you your husband's next to you <laughs> no, they're like he does she does I got good soil. That represents those who hear and they accept God's word, and they produce a harvest of 30, 60 and even a hundred times as much as been planted. You see the work of heaven. You see the work of God? The work of heaven, and the work of God is to bring forth a harvest you know what, I'll end it with this, with that verse, leave that verse up there, but have you felt that maybe you've been in this, you've been in this, but they're, they're just, I haven't really felt the, the 30, the 60, and a 100 times as much has been planted, I know I've received the seed, I know the seed has purpose and the seed has potential. And I know it's fallen. But I'm not sure right now if my soil is actually good soil, as you're saying. I know I've received it, but I always fall back on, on certain habits. I always go back and visit um, other devils in my life. <laughs> what do you guys call those things? Those habits, those, those patterns, those, those voices that say, hey, sh- God loves you. He'll forgive you. Come and do it again. Come and say it again. And God's like, no, 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 no. That's polluted soil. It's going to mess up the seed. Come on. Just gossip again about her. About him. Come on, do that behind your wife's back, your husband's back. Come on, think those thoughts. Do it again. Come on, take that again. And the Lord is like, no, I put a seed in you. Keep the soil good. I know deep down inside, the Lord is saying, I know deep down inside, I know it, I know it, because if not, you know what, you wouldn't. You wouldn't wake up and get dressed up and all that to wake up on a Sunday. Like who who really wakes up early on a Sunday, gets dressed and comes to church? It's people that that want to desire the things of God. Because outside of God, nothing in me wants to wake up early on a Sunday. I'll, I'll sleep in. We do church at... 8 p.m.? Well, not today. Go Dolphins. But. (laughs) So I know that you're here. And I know that deep down inside your heart, deep down inside your belly, deep down inside your mind, deep down inside your marriage, deep down inside your business, deep down inside your walk, deep down when you wake up, man, every night you go to sleep and you have deep breaths and your mind is heavy and your heart is heavy and maybe you wake up and you're miserable at work and and maybe you wake up and you're miserable with the people that live inside of your house and I don't know what you're going through but I'm sure that there's all kinds of stuff that you're feeling, that you're wrestling and you're fighting with. And you can't figure it out. But I know that deep down inside, there's this battle and there's this thing that's going on inside of you. You wish things could be different. You wish you could act different. You wish you could speak different. You wish you could love different. You wish your marriage was different. You wish your children and you were different. You wish things at work were different. You wish your... Relationship with your neighbor is different. You, you, oh my goodness, the complexity of my life. There's so many things I know, church. I know because I'm human like you. And the Lord is saying, I know it that deep down inside you desire for that growth to be 30 and 60 and a hundred times more than what you could imagine. Come on, how many of you want that 30 and that 60 and that 100? I want the Lord to do a great thing in me. But my God is in a constant struggle. And the Lord is just looking at you and saying, it's the soil, son. It's the soil, daughter. I want to do the 30, 60, and 100, but I can't do the 30, 60, and 100. The seed is not enough. The seed needs to land in good soil. And if my seed is going to produce 30 and produce 60 and produce 100, I need you to be responsible to the soil. Be responsible to Tear the ground, tear the ground up and rip off all the insects, all the diseases, all the stupidity, all the childish, all the pollution, and put good soil because the good seed deserves good soil. The good seed produces deserves good soil and the good soil deserves good seed and the good seed united with the good soil the good soil in marriage with the good seed because that's what we are we're in marriage with the word of God the good seed and the good soil buried together it produces 30 and 60 and 100 fold than what was planted I don't know what else to say I don't know what else to say but I'll end it with this question How's your soil? Is it good? Is it good soil? That's all I can say.